0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 166 of SwiftCast. This is Adam.
1: Steph. And actually...
0: And we have an awesome episode coming up for you guys. This week we are going to be talking in our main discussion a little bit about how all of taylor's different albums have been announced since it is august and if she were following her usual pattern we would have an album announcement this month we thought it would be fun to look back and see how she has progressed from album to album and making her announcements bigger and bigger so stay tuned for that first we wanted to just give you a reminder if you did not listen to last week's episode or you haven't seen any of our social media posts we are looking to add a, another co-host to swiftcast so so far we've gotten uh, quite a few people responding to us and letting us know of their interest and of course we would love to hear from you as well if you are interested so the requirement is that you have to be 21 years or older and if you are interested you can send us a tweet or send us an email that might be the best way you can always email us at the swiftcast13 at gmail.com and we'll get your info and we'll continue to take applications for a little while but for now let's go into our first segment of the episode and it is older tweets
1: our first tweet is from august 7th 2009 taylor tweeted about to leave Packing frantically. Check. The cat's getting all clingy. Check. Mental checklists. Check.
2: The next tweet is from August 11th, 2009. And Taylor tweeted, Lake Day in Nashville. Just tore it up on the jet ski. Demi Lovato was driving. We're both still alive and laughing hysterically.
0: That must have been fun. And you never see those two hanging out anymore.
2: No. In fact... With the recent Kim and Kanye issues with the recording being released on Snapchat, Demi was actually favoriting tweets that were negative toward Taylor. So that was disappointing. I don't think they'll be hanging out on jet skis anytime soon.
0: The next tweet comes from August 10th, 2010. Taylor tweeted puttering around my place, reading cookbooks, and celebrating the fact that I'm no longer scared of the sound of my ice maker at night.
2: So this must have been right after Taylor moved into her Nashville condo. Must have been. And we know that Never Grow Up is somewhat inspired by Taylor's move out of her parents' house into her first place.
1: Our next one is from August 11th of 2011. Taylor tweeted, Shopping Day with Abigail. I bought a big hat, now I'm listening to 60s music on the radio, wearing my big hat.
2: Well, then on August 8th of 2012, Taylor tweeted, New things coming, dot, 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 with a smiley face. And this tweet included a video clip of Taylor announcing a live webcast on August 13th. And I remember her announcing that and feeling pretty excited. It was shortly after the July tweet where she said that she met it in a big boardroom room and made a lot of important decisions. And then at the end, she wrote, stuff is about to happen. We were all waiting at the edge of our seats. And then on August 8th, she tweeted that clip of her announcing this live webcast.
0: Imagine how much people would freak out if, say, today or tomorrow, Taylor just tweeted, you know a very simple tweet that said stay tuned or things are about to happen or something along those lines
2: that could definitely happen it comes out of nowhere
0: and we'll talk more about that webcast in our main discussion the next tweet is a very nostalgic one for me it's from august 10th 2013 taylor wrote about to step on stage soldier field chicago i am so excited to see you and i was there and it was awesome
1: and then on August 11th of 2014, Taylor tweeted, Did you guess right? And then this included a link to Taylor's website, and it was hashtag Taylor Swift Yahoo in seven days. And this was, uh, included a picture of the live stream announcement on August 18th.
2: And we'll be talking about that more in our main discussion. It does seem like this week of August is very relevant in terms of Taylor's album announcements especially during even years like 2012 and 2014. The last tweet for this week is from August 11th of 2015. And Taylor quoted, because baby, I could build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me. And then she wrote a line from New Romantics, but I'm not actually buying a castle. And so she was responding to a lot of the tabloids that were reporting that taylor was buying this castle in i think scotland where calvin lived right yes Mm -hmm. and i think around the same time they were reporting that they were going to get married and it was a great example of how the media likes to make things up i thought this was a great response from taylor
0: absolutely love her funny responses at the media she's done it quite a bit and i hope she continues to
2: Right. I think really during the Red era, actually, I was feeling nostalgic this week, actually on August 13th, of course. So I was rewatching the live stream chat for the Red announcement and Taylor was saying how she had no idea what the media was saying about her because she just won't read anything or listen to anything. But she's really turned the tide with that. And now she just takes them head on. And I love it.
0: Well, as we said, stay tuned and we'll be talking more about those live streams and web chats about the previous albums coming up. But first, we have a little bit of news. And the first one is earlier this week, Taylor posted an Instagram story for Shawn Mendez's birthday and International Cat Day in the same little video that she posted.
2: That was cute. Her shirt was right on point for International Cat Day.
0: I think Sean was a great choice for the opener for 1989. It seemed like the fans really enjoyed him, and he seems like a nice kid, so I'm glad that he was part of the tour.
2: Yeah, and I think it really helped launch him in more ways than he was already succeeding. He seems to be everywhere these days. Well, in other news, which we will talk about at the end of our main discussion, is that Taylor's label head, Scott Bruchetta, shot down rumors that taylor will be releasing an album in october and i think he was just responding to general headlines with speculation that taylor will be releasing an album
0: yeah somebody had tweeted at him and said are these rumors true will will there be an album in october and he replied to this fan and he simply said nope didn't he use all caps He did. He always likes to use all caps, it seems like.
1: He does. He loves all caps. (laughs) And our next piece of news with the Olympics going on and everything, Taylor tweeted, sending my biggest congratulations to Simone, Allie, Lori, Gabby, and Madison. You did it, girls.
2: They were so excited by this, all five of them. They were all tweeting back at Taylor, and I think some news outlets were asking them about the tweet. They just all seemed so excited. And I love how Taylor is always supportive of athletes. We know she's friends with Gracie Gold, who's a figure skater. And we also talked last week about how Meredith was watching the Olympics in 2012. So I'm sure she's very excited about the Summer Olympics this year.
0: Well, Taylor posted another Instagram story last week, and she was in her yard planting kale with her parents in the story. That
2: was really funny. I couldn't figure out where they were. Do you think they were in Nashville?
0: I would assume so, because I don't think you would see that type of environment around her New York home, but I can't be certain.
2: Right, and I don't think L.A. or... Rhode Island either.
0: Do we know does she she obviously has like a huge yard in Rhode Island is there any type of garden or gardening that's done there do you know?
2: I'm not sure in the aerial photos of that house I feel like it looks pretty open to me it looks like a lot of grass.
0: So we're not sure but it's cool that Taylor has started to use Instagram story uh, which is a brand new feature that is very much like Snapchat for Instagram.
2: Yeah, I hope she starts posting more frequently on there. The other exciting piece of news is that Taylor made a generous donation to African Parks, and she actually made the donation on World Elephant Day, which is really exciting. And what I thought was cool about this is the African Parks is actually who tweeted about this. Taylor did not publicize it. There was no mention about it, but African Parks tweeted about it, didn't disclose the donation amount, and I just think it's really cool that Taylor probably is making a ton of donations all over the place, and we don't even know about it. She just doesn't feel the need to gain attention from her charitable acts.
0: Absolutely. Always great to see her getting involved in things like that.
1: And our next piece of news... Kelsey and her best friend Jensen were at Taylor's house in Rhode Island. And there was a video clip of the two of them on the big water slide that Taylor had during her 4th of July party.
2: Yeah, that's funny. I didn't realize it would still be set up after the 4th of July.
0: And that was a really funny video. I'm sure you guys saw it, but was that the friend Jensen who went flying down the slide and went way too fast, and went over the edge and off the slide.
2: Right. I think that was Jensen. Yeah, that was funny. I guess Taylor's just planning to use the slide all summer, so
0: that's good. Definitely. Hopefully she'll have more friends over to use it. Well, Taylor has been spotted a couple times in the past week, uh, especially going to and from some gyms in New York. So we have a few of her fashion items from those trips.
2: Our first piece of fashion is from August 8th of 2016, when Taylor was leaving the gym in New York City. She was wearing Under Armour Fly Fast Luminous Leggings, which are unfortunately sold out. And she was also wearing an Under Armour mid-sports bra in black, which was $29.99 and is on sale for $22.99. For shoes, she was wearing the Nike Nike, TR Flyknit sneakers in bright crimson and white. And those are $129.99. And then she was carrying a bandolier Sarah Black leather and gold phone case, which is $100.
0: And then later that day when she was arriving back at her apartment, she had a different outfit on. And she was wearing... A Tula Rosa Sophia denim overall dress, originally $170, but on sale for $102. She also had on a Brandy Melville Joanne Tank in the color Heather Red, which can be found on eBay for $29. She was carrying a Marnie mini trunk leather shoulder bag, which is $1,820, And her shoes were Gucci New Ace Floral Embroidered Leather Low Top Sneakers, $695.
2: I thought that this was a great outfit. This was the denim overall dress. So it really looked like overalls, but they were a dress. And I think we've talked before about how Taylor's really been wearing overalls more frequently. And I think that we'll start seeing them more and more.
0: Also, her hair has been a little bit more curly lately.
2: Right, which is fantastic. We mentioned that a little bit last week. I think we're all loving the curls.
1: And then Taylor was seen leaving the gym on August 9th, 2016. And she was wearing a Victoria's Secret The Player Razorback Sports Bra. And there's a $15 one that's similar looking. And then she also had Nike free RN running shoes for $100. And the great, the shirt tail tee for $145.
2: And for our final piece of fashion news for this week, on August 10th, Taylor was arriving at the gym in New York City. And she was wearing a Brandy Melville Cassidy hoodie and there's one that is similar to Taylor's and it's only $37. Taylor was wearing Adidas Stella Sport shorts which are only 12 pounds in the UK. So that's pretty inexpensive. For shoes, she was wearing the Nike Flyknit Lunar Epic running shoe which are $160. And then she, again, was carrying the bandolier Sarah Black leather and gold phone case, which is $100. So it seems like this week, Taylor was spending a lot of time at the gym in New York, and it seemed like the paparazzi saw her every single time. And there was one photo where you could see all the cameras in the reflection of the window, and it was just crazy crazy how many people were there taking her photo.
0: Yeah, that picture was crazy. It's just, we've talked about it before, but just how insane the paparazzi are. And even her just walking to the gym, uh, getting out of her car, you know, it probably is 10 steps from her car to the door and she just gets hounded. It's it's nuts. As always, thank you to Tay Swift Style for all of these fashion updates. And if you'd like to get more information and you can see all the pictures, you can go to... St- SwiftStyle.com. But let's move into our main discussion. We wanted to talk about the different album announcements this week. Um, as you know, if we go backwards real quick, starting with 1989, going back to Red, and then Speak Now, for those three, we obviously had announcements, and Taylor had announced ahead of time that when the release date would be or when there would be a live stream that would then announce a single and a release date. But talking amongst ourselves before we recorded, we really weren't sure what happened with the Fearless album because we didn't remember if there was any type of announcement or web stream or anything. So we went searching and we found this news release that was given to cmt.com. And I thought it would be fun to read this because it's from eight years ago now. And it sounds like the announcement was a very simple release to the media. Very different than the next three albums, wouldn't you say?
2: Yes, very different. We were all here racking our brains trying to remember. The only thing I could remember was that in... About mid-August, I knew that Taylor was a co-host on a country music countdown. And so I specifically got my radio out and listened to the whole countdown. And Taylor talked about having a new album. And I remember them asking her questions about what direction this new album would be. Would it be more pop? Would it be the same kind of sound? And she really focused on saying she wanted to have a country album but didn't want to have the same album over and over again. So I knew that in mid-August I knew there would be an album, but I couldn't remember her having any kind of special announcement. And then Adam found the press release, so it's fun to look at how far she's come even if you just look at the way she announces albums.
0: Yeah, so I thought it'd be fun to read this press release uh, because it has some interesting information in it. The press release was from August 8th, 2008, and it said, Taylor Swift will release her next album, Fearless, on November 11th on Big Machine Records, the label announced Friday. Swift wrote or co-wrote all 13 songs. The project's first single will be available at Country Radio in early September. Swift wrote one of the songs, Breathe, with Colby Calais. And in addition, Swift will launch a new website, www.thetaylornation.com, on August 22nd, where the album will be available for pre sale. A limited edition box set edition featuring a CD, leather bracelet, t shirt, and picture book and decal will also be available. And finally, the first 10,000 fans to purchase the box set and upload their photos will have their picture included in the mosaic image in the album artwork and on the CD. So the first thing that jumped out to me from that release was the funny website. I have to imagine that website doesn't exist anymore?
2: I don't think so. I remember her very first website that had all these butterflies on it for the debut album and it had this kind of difficult-to-navigate calendar that you had to use. And so I I definitely thought she needed a new website. But that particular website, I'm guessing, just doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, actually, just while you were talking, I typed it in and it redirects to taylorswift.com.
2: Ah, good. taylorswift.com is easier for everybody. Definitely. Well, I know that when Fearless was released i didn't know anything about the limited edition boxes that adam mentioned but of course after the fact i learned about it and ended up spending probably way too much money on one but they are really cool and i like that she even back then was doing special things with the album releases her newest thing after Fearless, even with Speak Now, was to have a signed lithograph that fans could purchase with the album. And she's kept up with those for each album.
0: And another cool fact when we were looking all this stuff up that I found, um, obviously the three of us know many, many facts and a lot about Taylor and Taylor trivia, if you will. But for all the listeners out there, I wonder how many people knew this fact that, None of the three of us knew. So to aid in helping choose the songs that went on the album Fearless, Taylor performed a bunch of new tracks at the Gold Country Casino in Las Vegas on May 29th and May 30th, 2007. And some of those tracks that she tried were Permanent Marker, Missing You, I'd Lie, Sparks Fly, and Fearless. And it's interesting because only one of those, the last one, of course, was chosen for the album.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting. I did not know that. Wouldn't that have been something to see? One other thing about Fearless that I thought was remarkable back then is from what I recall, there were no leaks of the lead single for Love Story. I remember hearing it on the radio the day that it was released in September of 2008. So I don't think there were any leaks of it. And as we know later, as Taylor's popularity just grew and grew, that became a big problem for her with having to deal with leaks. Well, for the next album, as we all know, it was Speak Now. And Taylor had a very special stream of the announcement. And It was just her, though, and she took fans from people typing to her. And I remember she had trouble reading all the questions that were coming in. But we talked about this a little bit last week on episode 165 when we talked about mine having been released six years ago already. She announced the album, and one thing I remember is that everybody was asking her about Sparks Fly, And I was a huge fan of Taylor, but for whatever reason, I didn't know anything about Sparks Fly. And all these fans were asking, is Sparks Fly going to be on the album? And it's really interesting to go along with Adam's tidbit that he just talked about how Sparks Fly was performed as a potential song to be on Fearless, and it was not included. But here, for the Speak Now announcement, everybody was asking about it, and... Taylor said, yes, it was going to be on Speak Now. Everybody was really excited about it. And so immediately after the stream was over, I went and looked it up and heard the first version of it. And was really excited then to hear how she had redone it for the Speak Now album. As we talked about last week, after Taylor announced it, mine ended up being leaked early. And so Taylor released it to iTunes early. It immediately went to number one, and then Later Speak Now was released. And another thing I remember from this announcement was how excited Taylor was to announce that she had written every single song on the album by herself. And she said it didn't happen intentionally. It was more of an organic process because she was always on the road. She was touring, she was always on a bus, and so sometimes inspiration would strike her at three in the morning, and she didn't have any co-writers around who would be available to work with her. And so the process just kind of happened that Taylor wrote everything on her own.
0: And going back to the song Sparks Fly, I'm so glad that she listened to the fans and included it on this album because as we now know it became the opener for the speak now tour and it became a very popular song and i think even to this day it is one of my favorites
2: absolutely i definitely missed it during the 1989 world tour do you have a preference between the first version of sparks fly and how she
0: rewrote it Um, I think I've listened to it maybe once or twice online. I don't really remember it that well or know that much about it. But I feel like when I heard it, it was sort of like a first draft to me. So I think the changes that she did make and the version that ended up being released uh, was better than that original one.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that... Taylor made it more age-appropriate for the listeners. The first version of the song actually talks about a bar, which really is completely innocent because Taylor was performing in bars since she was a kid. It doesn't mean anything. It's just that when you're a singer-songwriter, that's what you do to get your songs out there. But I think that she made some smart changes to appeal to her audience But I really, I like both versions. I think it's just a great song and has really withstood the test of time. Because that song's even older than 2010, but it's still fantastic.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned in that trivia tidbit earlier, it's funny that that song goes way back to 2007, even though it didn't end up on an album until 2010. Well, for Taylor's next album, the announcement got even bigger. And for this one, for Red, it was on August 13th, 2012. And it was at her parents' home in Nashville. And this live stream was on Google and YouTube. And it was the announcement of the title of the album, Red, and also the first single, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together.
2: I think I mentioned last week that Taylor probably decided to play the new single that day to avoid any leaks like what happened with Speak Now. I think she realized she was just too big at that point that people would find a way to leak it. So she needed to just release it immediately. And like we said earlier, Taylor gave a few teasers in July. She said stuff is about to happen Then, as we mentioned in the tweets on August 8th, Taylor had the video announcement that said she was having this hangout on August 13th. And you could just tell that the announcement was a little bit bigger. She included fans. This was, of course, broadcast all over the world. And she was announcing not just the album title and release date, but she was giving us the single and playing it for us which we could then buy
0: immediately. So I guess I want to jump back one second and I can ask you guys about both of them, but what was your first impression? And you can answer for both speak now and Red, of those two album titles when you first heard them.
2: For me, Red actually concerned me. I had been a diehard Taylor fan at this point for, I guess, five years. And so I loved how Fearless had such a great message. And Taylor had her message with it and said, Fearless doesn't mean that you don't have fear. It means that you do have fear, but you jump in anyway. And then with Speak Now had such an inspirational message behind it. The album was actually going to be called Enchanted, but at the kind of last minute, Taylor changed it to Speak Now. And it had such a great message because Taylor said, As you all know, probably at the beginning of the Speak Now tour, her theme was, I don't think you should wait. I think you should speak now. And so with Red, I was a little concerned. I was thinking, where's the inspirational album title? And I'm one of those people who might fear change a little bit. And so when I heard We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, I thought, whoa, this is really different. I don't know if I like this. Um that was my first complete initial honest impression of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I didn't know if I would like the way the album was going, but after I heard We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together a few more times, it grew on me very quickly. And then I was really happy with the way Taylor did the pre-releases leading up to the album where we heard Begin Again and I Knew You Were Trouble. So that really put me at ease because I knew I would love the album despite my initial like slightly negative reaction to We Are Never.
0: That's funny because that was going to actually be my next follow up question, but you already answered it because I saw a tweet earlier this week that was something along the lines of, remember when we heard We Are Never Ever getting back together for the first time? And we kind of thought, how strange this, is this song? It's It's kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it? And it is a little bit different of a song, especially compared to the songs that we heard on Fearless or Speak Now. So it was definitely, you know, her moving into that pop genre. But of course, it turned into one of her most popular songs ever.
2: Right. I think if you look at one of the last singles from Speak Now was ours. And you look at That last song, last music video, it felt pretty country. It was a big hit in country music. And then you went from that to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. It just felt a little jarring. But that was what Taylor had to do because she was making that move toward the more pop side of the genre and even just straight pop.
0: So, Ashley, what was your impression of speak now red as the titles and then we are never
1: I mean honestly like with the titles I don't think I had really like fully caught on to kind of her interpretation of like why and how she came up with the titles I guess I was more focused on the um first singles um, Cause with mine, I remember I was on vacation. I remember, as Steph said, it had got it had gotten leaked um, out on iTunes. So I like immediately went and bought it up before somebody went and you know was like, oh, we gotta fix this, like take it off. Um, so I like sat in my aunt's living room and like listened to mine pretty much for the rest of the day. Um, and then when Red had come about and then with We Are Never I remember I had I was sitting in my room at home and I locked myself in here and I was watching the um, hangout and everything and then when she started playing We Are Never I was like wow this is like really catchy and different but I liked it um, and like with the title of Fred when she was you know talking about how she came up with it um, it you know, just, like, the emotions and, you know, like, that, you know, that emotes the color red. Like, I thought that was really cool.
2: Adam, what was your impression?
0: Um, I was very much in agreement with what you said on Speak Now because of the the message that it gives and how, you know, you shouldn't just keep your thoughts to yourself if you you know, have an idea, or you have a thought, or you have something to say, you need to say it, you need to speak up. Um, So I really like that album title. And at first, when I heard red, I was like, that's kind of interesting. It's just a a color. Um, What does it mean? And then she did go on and explain what it meant. And when she explained it, um, I definitely understood it and thought it was a very cool title. And then finally, of course, the latest album was 1989. And as we've been mentioning the past couple weeks, Taylor had sent out some clues on Instagram, which led to the announcement live stream on August 18th, 2014. And it was in New York at the Good Morning America studios and it was even bigger than the red announcement red was obviously at her parents house and there were a bunch of fans there but the number of fans that were at the 1989 livestream was a lot more it was 89 and she announced the album title and the album art or the cover art And then she not only released the first single, but she released the first music video as well, which was for Shake It Off. And it's incredible that that was filmed earlier in the summer. And all those people that were in that music video had to keep quiet about what they did. And it's just so cool that that was never leaked. And it was such a surprise and a shock to everybody when that music video was played.
2: Yeah, it was truly remarkable the way Taylor kept everything under wraps. And with this announcement, Taylor said, this is my first documented pop album. And for a long time, people were speculating about what she would do. Would she stay country? Would she go full on pop? And when I learned that 1989 would be pure pop, as I mentioned, I don't generally like change and so I did feel slightly worried but I think that I really learned from the Red album and I know now that Taylor just doesn't steer her fans wrong. She always has such good judgment and knows what to do and she never lets anybody down and I think that's because she writes her own music and is so engrossed in making good quality work so i think with red like i said i was a little worried at first of course i immediately realized the album was fantastic so with 1989 i knew i would not be disappointed and this was actually the first time we didn't have the album title be a track of the album which was another change but i thought it was so appropriate for this album Because the whole theme of the album was Taylor's rebirth as a pop artist. And the year of her birth just tied the whole album together so well. This was such a cohesive, fantastic, wonderful album that will live on forever.
0: And while I definitely agree with you that 1989 is a perfect title for the album, I wanted to ask you guys a hypothetical that I thought of the other day. And that would be, if the album title were changed and it had to be one of the tracks on the album, which one would you pick?
2: Wow, that's a great question. For me, though, I think I would go with actually a bonus track. I would go with New Romantics. I think New Romantics is a song that really epitomizes the theme of 1989. It's very 80s sounding, which is a theme of 1989. The lyrics, for me, thematically seem to fit the whole album. So I would go with New Romantics.
0: Cool. Ashley?
1: I'd probably say the first single, Shake It Off. That's what I'd go with.
0: Okay, I could see that. That's another
2: good one because along with the theme of 1989, Shake It Off really is a great theme it's about being yourself so i like that
0: and i i thought of two um i don't know if the first one would work well but i kind of thought a cool album title would be welcome to new york um although the album isn't necessarily themed off of new york it's just you know kind of where she moved and so it's relative to her life yes and i think it would be a cool album title But another one I would choose would be Out of the Woods, because I think it could mean that she has come out of the hypothetical country woods, and now she's fully transitioned into pop music, and uh, I think it could work.
2: Oh, yeah, I like that. That was a fun hypothetical. And I think the reason why so many of the track titles would work well is because the album was so
0: cohesive. Definitely i agree with that for sure so now we wonder if album six the mysterious album six number one how it's going to be announced number two when it would be released Um, as we were just talking about number three will the album title be a track as well or will it be like 1989 and will it have its own title separate from any of the tracks on the album but we've talked about it on previous episodes here and there about our predictions for what will happen with album six. Um, but now that we're you know halfway through August here and it's looking more and more like there will not be a fall release like normal, uh, has your thought or prediction changed or has it stayed the same? Or what have you been thinking lately?
2: Well... First, I do think it's depressing that it's the middle of August and we have no hints. We have nothing. Just reviewing with all of you for this main discussion about what Taylor has done in the past just makes me kind of bummed that it's August and it's an even year and we don't have anything. But I'm still holding out hope for a fall release and I'm fully aware that Scott Bruchetta just made an announcement on Twitter saying that there will not be a fall album. But if you're going to have a surprise album, you can't exactly announce it on Twitter, especially the label head can't announce it. Taylor needs to announce it. But last week on episode 165, I gave my prediction that I think, and it could be partly selfish because I will be in Austin for Taylor's concert, but I think that Taylor will announce the new album in Austin. I think she'll perform the whole album and release it on iTunes immediately after the concert. I just don't really know how she can go bigger with her announcements. Like we said, each announcement gets bigger and bigger. And she gives us more and more with first you have just the album title, then you have album title lead single, then you have album title, lead single, you can buy it immediately, then you have album title, lead single, music video, buy the single immediately. So, I think that really in this day and age too, you kind of need to release music immediately. And it's been the trend with I always mention about Beyonce and Eric Church have been releasing surprise albums. Taylor's not one to just follow the trends, but She could follow it slightly, but just make it that much better by performing the whole album live. And I'm betting that the Austin show will be streamed all over the world. What better way to release an album?
0: That is a really good point that I don't think we brought up before. So you think it'll be live streamed so that fans, uh, if they can't make it to Austin, that they can watch it? I
2: think so. Taylor has a partnership with Apple, and I could really see this. Maybe not being available for free through a live stream, but I could see subscribers of Apple Music being able to stream the Austin show. I could be completely wrong. I just like to make things up that will give us an album in in the fall.
0: Well, hey, it's speculation (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's fun to make predictions. And, you know, some of our predictions when we do our little segment at the end have been completely wrong and some have been uh, exactly right. So... We'll see. What do you guys think? Yeah, for my prediction, the Austin show really makes me change my opinion because if there wasn't a show that we know is scheduled for October and Taylor was just in complete break mode with nothing scheduled on her calendar, at this point I would have been leaning more towards a... Winter time, early 2017 announcement of an album release in the spring and that still could happen you know that could be my prediction uh, but just that show does make me think it's something more along the lines of what Steph said
2: yeah I agree the show is what makes me think something is happening
0: because it's just such an odd time to have a show with no new album, no tour going on is it's, it's bizarre. So I, I think you're right. I think she's planning something. So what do you think, Ashley? Are we completely off? What do you think?
1: No, I, I mean, I definitely agree with, with you both. Um, I, I do want to say that I am, you know, getting bummed as we go along. And again, like I said, Steph was saying that we haven't really heard anything yet and it's getting towards you know around about the time that usually something would be announced but if she were to announce something you know coming up I could definitely see now that she's kind of doing Instagram stories that she can you know would start doing clues or have some sort of you know um be on yahoo this day you know there's going to be an announcement or something you know something through like instagram story i can definitely see her doing something through there to announce something new coming up but i i definitely can see like the austin show being like steph was saying like a full concert of the new album and then afterwards you know okay now you can go buy it on itunes or head to your nearest you know store and purchase it
0: that would be really cool
1: and i do feel like You know, the fall time, you know, to me would make sense for a release being that, you know, it's Black Friday shopping and Christmas is about to come up and just, you know, it would make sense to have something out before, you know, that time frame because that'll be what everybody's going to want for Christmas or the holidays.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Last week, Ashley also mentioned how, To be eligible for awards, the cutoff is usually around the fall. So Taylor's albums are always around the same time release-wise. So that's another factor. And I think it's just really smart to release things, like Ashley said, around Black Friday, around the holiday time. Even when Taylor released the Speak Now World Tour CD, she did it in November, right before the holidays. And I love the Instagram story idea.
1: I know on past episodes we've brought up before about Taylor possibly, you know, doing something with um, the Super Bowl. Uh, Like Taylor doing something with the Super Bowl being halftime performance.
2: And I just read today, interestingly, that Adele was being considered, I guess, for the halftime performance. Or uh, it seems a little up in the air, but Adele is not performing at the Super Bowl is what i got out of the news story
0: yeah i saw that headline too i didn't read the story but i think based on the headline it said that she was offered it but turned it down
2: oh yes i think that's what i saw too which was interesting to me because i did really think taylor might do it this time which i guess is still possible but i feel like we would hear about it soon if she is
1: right that's what i was thinking so with that because again i saw the same like headline article I would think that if someone were that around this time again we would still hear something.
0: Well, I don't know if if I agree with that because I don't know for sure but I think the Super Bowl performer is not officially announced until it gets pretty close to the Super Bowl like I want to say even December or January.
2: Could be. I'm struggling to remember what time frame we learned about For example, Katy Perry and Coldplay. I remember hearing their names bounced around, but I don't remember the exact time when it was confirmed. So it really might not be until December, January. But I do think we probably would hear Taylor's name out there if she were being considered, right?
0: Uh, I'm still not sure. I I feel like that's a a highly uh, secretive thing and that info doesn't get out there too much. So I I think especially if they were considering somebody like her, uh, I don't think there would be articles splashed out in the news saying, will Taylor Swift perform at the Super Bowl? I, I think it's um, more secretive than, than we think.
2: Well, that's true. And I think when you think about Taylor, Taylor would want it to be a big surprise. So she would make sure that it was kept under wraps, especially if for example, her performance would coincide with an album release, then she would absolutely want it to be a big surprise.
0: So there's definitely a lot of possibilities out there and a, a lot of different routes that this new album could could come from and the way this whole situation could go. So let us know what you guys think. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the next album, um, you can tweet at us or email us um, and let us know. You can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. We are on Twitter at SwiftCast13, we're on Tumblr, .tumblr SwiftCast13.tumblr.com, Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13, Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. You can email us at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com, and you can always visit our website, which is SwiftCast13.com. And a quick reminder, please press subscribe on iTunes, and it will then download the latest episode for you automatically. And also on iTunes, if you'd like to leave us a review, you can do that and you can write a little review and comment to us. So to wrap up this week's episode, what do you guys think Taylor will do next week?
2: Wow, it's so tough. She's been going to the gym, planning kale, hanging out on the water slide. I don't know. I th- I would go probably with a safe route and say she'll go to the gym in New York. (laughs) It seems like that's what she's doing. But I hope that she will post another Instagram story, because I'm really enjoying those.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think she'll use Instagram story again. And I feel like we rarely get pictures of her working out. I mean, I know, of course, you're not going to get paparazzi pictures or anything. But maybe somebody that she's working out with, or she'll ask one of her bodyguards or something to take a picture or an Instagram story of her, uh, actually in the gym, because I feel like we, we never get that.
2: Probably because she doesn't want us to see her falling off treadmills.
0: (laughs) Very true.
1: (laughs) That's true. Uh, well, I'm going to agree with her having another Instagram story, but I think she will maybe have one where she is, sitting and enjoying watching the last few days of the olympics
0: could be i think one of us predicted that last week ashley you weren't on last week's episode so if that happens then both of us would be right so thanks for listening guys and we will see you next week for now this has been episode 166 this is adam
1: steph and ashley
0: thanks for listening see you next time
1: thanks guys bye Thank you for listening to this
2: episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.